Welcome black, ladies and gentlemen. You are now live with the good guys of What's Good America, IMC.Turner. That is Big Game James. And I'm rushing through the introduction because we get to talk about some nerd shit that I like. Hey, first and foremost, did you say welcome black? I did say welcome black. <laughs> here's, here's how much of an ass I am. I actually said welcome black today on a Zoom call and nobody caught it. I even, I, I even said it just to see if anybody would catch it because I feel like I'm at that I end up, up on the full team of my job where nobody's going to say shit to me. Like, so it's just like, oh, does he know he said black? Okay, I'm not going to say anything. We're going to leave it alone. So like, I'm, I'm there. Like, I'm above middle management, but like, I'm not making like six figures, but I'm above middle management. So like, it's like, uh, he could does kind of have the power to fire me, so I'm not gonna say much. <laughs> but yeah, I said I've been saying welcome black all day. Yeah, that, that happened. Hey, I like it. I like it, man. I just thought, you know, I didn't know if that was a Freudian slip because of my shirt. Oh no. What we get ready to talk about, or you just like nope. That's real. Hey. First and foremost, big shout out to Screwball. Also, big shout out to the other unofficial sponsor, Stella Rose. Stella Rosa. Yeah, I'm bringing, I'm bringing sexy back right now because I'm I'm vegan and I'm uh, gluten free right now with 100 calories per serving. Now, granted, that doesn't mean much because I might drink the whole bottle, but it is what it is. So it's like 500 calories if I down the whole bottle during the show. Challenge accepted. Absolutely. And I also want to give a shout out to Terramano and our boy DJ. I'm going to find a way to start tagging you, DJ. On the gram, we get the rock on what's good America. It's a wrap. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. It's you can't tell me shit. I would love to. I would love to work for Seven Bucks Productions. You said nothing but a word. But mm. dude, let's get into it, man. I mean, feels good to be back, and I do want to thank America for letting me cry. Uh, that definitely helped, and um, you know, I talked to my dad. And uh, he thought it was uh, was a good thing I did. So I, I definitely feel good about that um, and uh, get that out the way. Uh, so glad to kind of be back. It's still there. But at the end of the day, this is what me and Chris are about. We, 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 we go in overdrive, America. Like they didn't mess around and finally or actually we just finally followed ourselves on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> So now that I see alerts, our shows are going up. Y'all going to know. We're going to get y'all there because you guys have been with us. And we're not nearly as janky as we used to be. So Far we, from we, it. Far from it. But, man, let's just get into it, man. Like, this is this is a great topic for both of us because we both are dorky in this way, you know. I just want to send a special shout-out to Donald Trump for allowing us to have a black Captain America. <laughs> Why? 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 Why not? Why? Why? Why did we have to go there? I don't know. Trump, Biden, one of them gave us the reason why we have a black Captain America. So I, th- I want to thank both of them. Matter of fact, I do for both of them. I appreciate you guys. Whoever you voted for, that's who gave us the black Captain America. So, and he's not the black Captain America. I'm sorry. Captain America, who happens to be african-american so just want to put that out there i'm pretty happy I about mean, that it's just getting to a point chris 
Like they almost. they cannot do anything bad in this studio. Like it, it's no, it's almost to the point of annoyance. Like I'm just waiting for y'all to slip up. And I mean, even their, you know, not on their high levels. You know, the original Thor, the second Thor, Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. The first Captain America, which really feels like a really much better movie now when you really think about it. Exactly. It got better with time. And even Iron Man 2, that gets a little bit of flack, but it's it's Iron Man. Like, you can't do wrong with Robert Downey Jr. being in the scenes 95% of the time, in my opinion. Exactly. So, watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and what they were able to do with those six episodes and how you just felt through the whole thing. I mean, they, they really, God, I just, it was an amazing thing uh, to, to watch Anthony Mackie, you know, evolve evolve evolved as an actor and, you know, the way that they did it, you know, the stories, how they were able to relate it to things that are going on right now. It just, Marvel's making it tough on people because even though it's taken a while, They've got a great touch on what's going on in this world. Like, I'll give you the prime example, right? Like, I finally went and saw Mortal Kombat, right? Okay. And I liked it. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like Mortal Kombat. I agree. You know, it, it, I thought they did a really, I think they did a really good job with certain characters. You I know, agree. I, I, you know, they paid homage. They, you know, like, it was, it was good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, definitely was a fan. But didn't it kind of feel like, Ninja Turtley, like the first Ninja Turtles, like the real, like the original, like, yeah. like the first Ninja Turtles. It was gritty good, but it was still like, like, yeah. like, like it's good, but it's like I can go put on Black Panther right now, and like I'm just gonna go into a daze for two hours. You know, I go put on Thor Ragnarok, and you're like, dude, this is brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Like it just like nothing to me. It's like. They, 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 they don't, they can't do wrong. Like I saw people even complaining, Chris, like, well, it's slow. And I'm like, they're trying to develop a story. Like they're supposed to bring it in. They do it every time. It's the same formula and it works. Like it works and it's brilliant, man. So, you know, just, just to me, it was an amazing series. Uh, you know, the growth of, uh, Zemo and the growth of uh, um, Bucks and and the only thing I didn't like, you know, but I understood it. But it's this whole Sharon Carter dynamic to me. Oh, I loved it. I you know I really I really wanted to see her you know get her just which she technically did, but it's like but I see what they're doing like they're gonna use her. And like they're gonna be able to build. Like I had a feeling she's gonna have her handprints. Allow me to allow me to open up my third eye real quick and go deep real quick. All right. So you got Sharon Carter, a descendant of a founder of this country. All right, this country's secret organization, who did what she thought was the right thing to do, and help out America pretty much. She got in trouble for that, had to flee the country, leave, and had to do what she had to do to survive. Sound like a certain race of people, but I'm not going to go that deep on them. Anyway, had to, had to leave the country, 
start essentially a criminal organization outside the country just to make sure she was making ends meet. By first of all, like I said, doing what she thought was the right, helping out Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Black Falcon. Falcon. Finally gets uh, adjudicated and everything comes back to the country. She's a little dirtier than everybody thinks. Gets back and like, oh well, you know what? Our bad. We messed up. You are good people. So we're gonna give you your name and rank back. By that time, oh no, nah, man, no, your bridge is burning with me, buddy. So after I did what I thought was right, you still gonna screw me over, but then you're gonna call me back and say everything's forgiven. All right, you might think this cool. I'm gonna get you back, boss. Like you got me, I'm gonna get you back. I love I love the evolution of Carter. Like I love it. I just would have liked to have seen her kind of fight side by side with them guys. Like, that's just me. I think that's the the hopeful for me. Plus, I'm just a big fan of Emily Van Camp. Let's just call it what it is. You can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. You know, I did. I watched a little bit of that show she used to be on. What was the show where she was, like, tricking the whole family? I watched oh, that for a little bit. crap. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't figure it out. Yeah, I can't think of it, but I know she was – she's really – I mean, she's fit for that role playing double agent, so, I mean, it's right in her exactly. – Exactly, in the wheelhouse, yeah. But, I mean, the whole Isaiah Bradley joint, yeah, like, visiting that from the comic books and a right, reminder to even somebody like me who's a big comic book guy, but to go, yeah, there was a black Captain America, and Stan Lee wrote that guy. You know, like, Marvel just they, – they get it, and it's not a color thing. It's just like they – they know they have so much material from these comic books uh-huh. and doing everything in it to stay true. And, you know, just to watch, you know, how they incorporated Wakanda because it's Demo in there and you got to see, you know, got to see our girls in there. The door you know, the yeah. I mean, it's, it's like the world is so connected to like, you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I just want to give kudos to to Anthony Mackie and and uh, and Sebastian Stan, man. I mean, they've got phenomenal chemistry. Um, you could tell they really like each other. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be amazing to see what it all leads to, which we all know uh, with that preview. If you're well, if anybody's a Marvel fan, we all saw the big preview they did and the, and the shit that's coming up. I, I mean, like that. Like the, the, they got so much happening, you know. And I want to give credit to as well the the WandaVision show. Oh yeah, nuts! All right, but Let beautiful, me... beautifully done. Like it was a great, great show, Chris. Like that's I'm my point. Going right into WandaVision, I heard a lot of people say, "Oh, it's the same deal. It's too slow. It's weird. Why are they in black and white? I don't understand it." It's the same. Marvel has given you the same diagram of how they've done things since 2005, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, we're going to spoon feed you. We're going to spoon feed you. We're going to spoon feed you. Here's the bowl of everything. So when you say it's too slow, that means that you're not... Is this your first Marvel experience? Because this is how... Even the video game is the same way. Like it's, <laughs> We're going to give you a little bit a little bit, a little bit. Now here's everything. Now, in contrast, here's the difference. DC, all right, here's Batman versus Superman. Here's the whole Justice League. 
and nobody like, well, I liked it a little bit, but it could have been better. That's the difference. Like when you build time to build this universe, it takes time. Like it takes a couple, all right, that was a little slow. That was a little slow. But then when you get to the end of the season and you look back like, oh, okay. So that's why they were in black and white was because of this, that, and this. And because of this, it makes sense. Just like if you look back at the Avengers Endgame, it tied up crap from Marvel from uh, Iron Man one. Yeah, it's just it's been a brilliant it's been brilliant and I mean what they did with that one division show and you know and obviously now like we've got we've got all sorts of I mean that Captain Marvel too is going to be off the chain it's going to be off the chain nuts. And it's just, it's to me, Chris, to where it's like, I feel like at this point, and I say this to everyone that, you know, loves movies or like, it's going to get to the point now where if you don't go back and just do what you need to do, Marvel will eventually take over the world and you will be the weird people that don't know what's happening because they have basically created so much stuff for everybody. Because, you know, I'm saying the WandaVision, you know, that's for the, you know, that's for the super, you know, into it and right. the way they kind of did that and having Agatha Heartless, you know, Heartless be a part of that. And oh, we all know what that, we all know what that's, we know what that's tying into. Like, Doctor Strange. Steven Strange, like that's that movie, the multiverse is going to be nuts. So like, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to me that, the continuity, and I think that's really more. It's more just praising their continuity and what they've been doing since 2007. And here's what's going to really, really be the end all with this, Chris. As soon as they drop the X Men and the Fantastic Four, hold on, it's going, it's over, dude. That's that's the sad part about all this. You're already a Marvel fan. It's like if you're playing Spades, right? You already got in for. I'm, I'm kind of speaking to Black America right now. Oh wait between, a minute! I know, I know some, I know some white folks play spades. Some white people who know how to play spades. Majority don't. Well, they play hearts. They play hearts or like bid whist. Big wit. Well, bid whist. I know bid whist. That's 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 a uh, that's hood game. What's the other one? It's um. What's the other one? Tonk. Well, Tonk. That's a that's a downside, my man. I want to shout out Dusty Burke. We used to play Tonk on the bus uh, in Bloomington. It'd be me, Dusty Burke, Glenn Johnson, Rockman Crable, everybody. But them dollars, boy, was flying on the back of that bus, boy. We was America because because he picked on me for how I say stereo. What's the name of the game again, Walt? Tonk, boy. Exactly. So Walt pronounces it with an O. It's Tonk. T-U-N-K. Not tank or whatever the hell he just hey, said. I'm a northerner. We put an O. That's an O. <laughs> that's all right. You can roast me. My bad. Because I know it's a South game. So I know that. So you can get, you can get on me. Anyway. You get on so me. Marvel is essentially sitting there with, with 10 books, 11 books right now. And you're thinking like, oh, we might have a chance to run off and get a couple books. And they're sitting there with the big joker and the little joker in the back pocket because they're sitting there still with the X-Men and the Fantastic Four just hanging out in the back pocket. Just chilling. Just like, all right, oh, oh, DC, oh, DC put a new Batman out? Here go to X-Men. 
and they drop it. Listen, all they have to do, okay, I guarantee you, it will be just the biggest fan reaction of when Steve Rogers said Avengers Assemble, when everybody lost their minds in the theaters. Wolverine puts on that yellow suit. It's people, so are, people are going to pass out and faint. I might be one of them. <laughs> Listen, hey, I never get this. I remember I was in Chicago, so I, I, I went and saw with my dad. Well, one we saw, we saw Black Panther together, which I talked about on the show, which meant a lot. And then we went and saw Avengers um, Infinity War, you know. And I remember seeing it with my dad. And I remember when that scene ended, you know, with Thanos smiles and the movie just stops. I just threw my hands up. I'm done. I was like, this is the... I never thought I would get my Empire Strikes Back moment to where I know how everybody in 1980 felt. When he was like, Luke, I am your father. That... that, that that messed up everything. I think that's why the Olympics got boycotted. I don't think it was Moscow. I think it was the fact that they like Luke. I'm just, I just play it. I just play it. But that's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey, so just to keep this a thousand percent pop culture right now. Fast <laughs> forward, Empire Strikes Back to about uh, about thirty years. The pitch Shit, perfect. 40 years now. I mean, that was 1980. Yeah, dude. So about 40, 40, years, 40 years ago. To the first pitch, per, uh, pitch Perfect movie with Anna Kendrick. Oh, you're going all the way back to... Okay, so you going... Okay, I thought you were going back to... Uh, so Star Wars, my bad. Oh, no, no, no. Fast forward the Star Wars movie all the way to Pitch Perfect. Okay. When she broke down... she Because the guy was like, oh, well, that was one of the biggest cinematic releases and like cinematic turns ever known to man and she was like well in German Darth Vader actually means dark father and then like you kind of look at it back like that's oh, actually I guess point. I guess nobody nobody spoke German at that time so it's like okay I got it that makes sense Anna Kendrick reference let's just want to get got to make sure we get Anna Kendrick hey, reference. shout out Anna Kendrick Anna Kendrick's dope that's somebody I'd love to hang out with she just looks like she's about laughter and smiles and have a good time. Shout out Anna Kendrick, man. I feel like you could drink a case of White Claws with Anna Kendrick and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. She, she'd probably start dipping into Stella Rosa and all sorts of Terramana. She actually seems like the type. Anna Kendrick seems like the type that would be like, you think I need like some expensive ass? Like, I'll, I'll just grab the Kirkland and let's go party. Like Anna Kendrick <laughs> seemed like, dude, go get that French bar. Let's get... Like, let's buy six of these right here for 150 bucks. I guarantee you Anna Kendrick has a Costco card. That's oh, a I'm, given. Hey, Anna Kendrick definitely has a Costco card. She has a Costco card. <laughs> and she has the, dude, Anna Kendrick has the advantage of, like, being Anna Kendrick. I bet she can literally walk into places and people don't even really oh, yeah. realize that's Anna Kendrick. That's like that an is. advantage. Shout out Anna Kendrick, man. She's one of my favorites. She's funny, man. She's good shit. So, so back, back to it, back to it. So, I mean, when it comes to, you know, like, like seeing these things and how they're setting, like, I mean, do I think the cliffhanger of Sharon walking out is the greatest? Not no. necessarily, but it lets you know that you need to be invested in what's going to happen. 
you know, the cliff, you know, the John Walker cliffhanger with Valentina, you know, love that. Julie Louis Dreyfus, the fact she's in it. I mean, listen, let's just call it what it is, America. When you start hearing shit about Jim Carrey coming into the universe, like this is this is how serious they are taking it. Like there is a character for every great actor. Everybody. Come on, man. Like we got Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek coming up this summer. Like word and watch the Eternals. Don't not like, oh, I mean, I'm a hardcore fan, but I ain't like Comic-Con, which I'd love to go to someday, which I think is going to happen. You know about the Eternals? All right. So let's let's take a little dip back in the, the back at that time. I was just called Big Chris. Let's take a, a little dip into Big Chris's history. All right. So age, uh, let's call it about five to nine. I used to play baseball at this park called Murray Hill. All right. Around the park. Now, let's call it spade a spade. Murray Hill is the white park. Let's it is what it is. So I play. Wait, are you are game. you doing that? Are you doing that for you know our yeah. local, yeah. Our, our Jacksonville family going like, oh that dude was over there at Murray Hill. You over here trying to validate yourself from the hood right there. I got I got to give my validation. So yes, I did start off at Murray Hill. All right, around the corner from Murray Hill, uh, there was a comic book store. All right, from time to time I wander in there. And like the comic book store, uh, Mr. Mr. Tunson. Mr. Tunson go in there. All right, Mr. Tunson, I got 10 bucks. Oh, boom. You want these 10. And he'll just, you need this, 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 and this. I got hooked on the Eternals because they got a character in there called Sprite. Sprite's a badass just from, from the get-go. So I've known about the Eternals for a very long time now. And if they, I don't even know why I'm saying if when they do this right, this will then tie in the entire universe of everything because the Eternals have been around since day one. The Eternals are a variant of like Thanos and his parents and his predecessors and everything else. Like the Eternals started all of this, and they're gonna fuck yeah. it up. And I'm going to call a prediction. I think the Eternals movie will be the true movie yep. where we, we get either the X-Men or Fantastic Four. That's how they're going to bring them in. Not so much in like a big scene or something, they're going to but somehow, it. some way, that X-Gene, yep. they're going to finally be able to talk about that X-Gene. And I, I figured by about, by about multiverse in 2022... Somehow, somehow Hugh Jackman's gonna be in his bitch. They got Ryan Reynolds queued up. Like it's coming, dude. So if they figure out a way to make Hugh Jackman say, you know what, I'll do one more. But I don't need him to be Wolverine. That's what's crazy. Because here's the truth of the matter: is did he do a phenomenal job and own it? Absolutely. Yeah. But quiet is kept, America. Wolverine is five foot four, one hundred ninety-five pounds in the comic books. Yeah. Like he's a little dude. Hugh Jackman is all a six two. <laughs> so I don't need that. I almost need him to be defend like a more diminutive. I said definitive, diminutive character when he's standing next to everybody because he's not this. You know, he's overpowering because of 
his abilities. He's not overpowering the size. Yeah, that hey, that berserker Wolverine is crazy. Oh my god, I'm, I'm nerding so, out right now because I want to see no, this Red, that, I want to see Cyclops. I want to see like all they got know. it all. Like it's, I mean, if I was the son of Kevin Feige, I would just be studying all this shit That's so it. I could just take over this studio when the old man's ready to go. I mean. I have to shout out Dallas Leslie, and here's the reason why. I remember Dallas telling me about eight years ago, we were talking about stock and everything, and he was like, dude, I said one of the best things ever happened was all of us Leslie kids, we got Disney stock as like Christmas presents, like five stocks apiece. And I think at that time when he was telling me about it, you know, obviously they bought it, Disney stock when it was like $5 a share or something like that. Right. Dallas had said it had gotten at 35 what do you think Disney stock is right now? I can tell you off air. I'll tell you that. Let me tell you something. That's what I'm saying. When they drop, like, it's like, look, in addition to basically ESPN running our entire lives. Yep. Like, like they own everything, dude. Everything. And, they, and the fact that they just, I can't get it off. Like, it's one of those things to where it's like, I think it's a great balance right now that the fiance is watching a Hotel Cecil uh, Netflix documentary. And all I do is make sure that I try to watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier when she's out of the house. You know what I mean? (laughs) Not because it's like, A, you know, I don't want you to watch it. This is one of those things where it's like, it's kind of like I let you have that thing. But I give her credit because I remember her going, Babe, you know I'm going to see Black Panther, right? And I was like, yeah, I didn't know at that time I was going to marry her because when Black Panther came out, you know, but the fact she went and saw Black Panther and had only seen one Iron Man, I was like, oh, you dope as fuck. Like, I'm going. Let's That's the fact. So she has an idea of, of it, but it's, you know, at least I said, well, she even asked me, well, can I go see Black Panther? I said, you can, because the one thing about it, like, yes, it'll tie in other things that you may not understand, but the story will be so isolated yeah. to where you can focus in on what's going on. Just like that. Um, so I'm just excited, man. I mean, dude, did you ever think you'd be excited? And I actually love the fact that it's Jeremy Renner that plays it. You ever thought you'd be pumped for a Hawkeye series? No, not at all. Here's how Here's how much I love Marvel. This Loki joint's coming out next. I'm, I'm waiting on that. Here's how much I love Marvel. And I'm going to even give a shout out to your grandma on this one because I'm going to change some of the stuff I do. And this will be one of the last times I say it. I personally hate from the bottom of my heart, I hate Tyler Perry. All right? From the bottom. And you can't take my black card because let me explain. I hate Tyler Perry. I know I'm saying it a lot and I said for granted I'm not going to say it too much more, but from the bottom of my heart, I truly despise and don't like Tyler Perry. Now, yes, I do own like two or three Tyler Perry movies because I feel as though I had to. Like, it's like, because like one of my favorite sayings is, oh, well, I like the person because they're black. That's why I'm voting for them. Or that's why I'm going for this person in the Olympics because they're black. Oh, why'd you speak to him? Because he's black. Like, that's, that's my sole reason for doing a lot of things is because somebody's black. Tyler Perry is that is the the exception to the rule. I am starting to like Tyler Perry, not his movies, 
not of the plays of the church crap that he does. Oh, the plays like, are dope. The plays are the plays. Hey, the plays is where it's at. CT, come on now, man. Only reason I like Tyler Perry now is because Marvel films a lot of their stuff in Tyler Perry Studios. Now, as an entrepreneur, which is as a black as a black man, as a hustler. I respect them from the bottom of my core. But I hate Tyler Perry Medea. I hate the Browns go to Missoula. I hate uh <laughs> I hate what, Tyler, if, what if the Browns did go to Missoula? I I hate Medea goes to twelfth grade. I hate Medea gets a WNBA contract. Could you Medea imagine Brown and Missoula? Brown would have a ball in Missoula. Like I, I just um, I'm for everything black, which that's the sweatshirt I need to order very soon. But I'm for everything black. But like it's just Tyler Perry is just that exception on a lot of stuff that he does. I hate that Medea crap, but whatever. But I like him now because so is is the sweatshirt gonna say on the front? I'm for everything black, everything but black. on the back it's gonna have Tyler Perry's name crossed out, except, except Tyler Perry. That's it. Well, first of all, shout out Tyler Perry. Like I, I have no beef with Tyler Perry. I've enjoyed some of his movies uh, myself. Uh, I have no issue with them. Uh, you know, <laughs> big ups to Tyler Perry. But okay, I guess Tyler Perry is now. I guess we're not going to have. Him <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. You're not welcome. You're not welcome. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Chris. If you didn't sound more and more like Clayton Bigsby right there. When you were talking about Tyler Perry, <laughs> I hate so, you. Um, I hate you. I don't even know you. And I hate you. And I hate you. I hope all the bad stuff in life happens to him and only him. Except for your studio that we can make Marvel movies on. But after that, we cool. Like that's 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 hilarious, bro. But hey, shout out Tyler Perry. Like I said, uh, Chris makes a good point. You know, we're both going to try to limit the word hate on this show. Which right. has been terribly done so far in the last <laughs> year. <laughs> but I need to do it. I can't be crying one minute and then saying I hate something the next minute. Like I oh, need to God. I need to I need to thoroughly despise things and really, really, really not agree with the principle that is the Low. Green Bay Packers. Loathe so, maybe my new word. I loathe, loathe you. Despise. Truly despise. This 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 entity makes me very contentious. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna find a way. I'm gonna figure it out. But like, no more a, hate. Yeah, no we're gonna we're gonna try that. Shout out, shout out to Grandy. We're gonna try best. I'm gonna try to balance. <laughs> I think if I can control what substances are going in, I can at least get through this <laughs> podcast without being a hypocrite every other show. Oh my god! It is, man. I've set myself up for failure every time I say the word "hate." They're gonna be like, "Oh, well, Randy's looking down. She's pissed." I'm be like, "Oh, there's, Lord. there's that out the window again." I can see him right now. I get to see him just. <laughs> 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 hey, my hate count is gonna be up. They're gonna have a James Walton hate count. Oh god, that's insane, dude! Shout out, Randy, man. I love you, Randy. But to bring it full circle, so like I'm excited about uh, the Loki series, of course, because there's. There's only a few villains that you fall in love with. And just like for for Marvel, Loki is what the Joker is to DC. 
Like, it's like you do not like him. Like, he does terrible things. But at the end of the day, it's like, I get it. I get it. Like, I, I get why you did it. Like, I understand. Like, with the Joker, the Joker is by far, like, for my three favorite villains, the Joker is top. Then it's then it's like a two A and two B because Loki and Thanos, I can I love both of them, and I can I ask them like I can if you can look into a villain and find logic, you like that villain. With the Joker is like, yeah. if everybody thinks you're crazy, then everybody's crazy. With Loki, you know what? I've been lied to my whole life. Why why should I why why should I treat anybody with respect? Like I'm gonna do That's what I want to do. With Thanos, he had a great point. Like, there's too many people, and like people are starving, and like people are suffering because there's too many mouths to feed. So, I'll do you guys a favor. Half of y'all are gone. Yeah. You know what? This is to me what makes a great movie villain, and why I like your list of certain guys that you, that, you know. Obviously, the Joker is just iconic. Uh, when you're talking, whether it's you know. Uh, Jack Nicholson's, or it's obviously Heath Ledger. Like, he, here's the thing. Um, the fact of, um, you know, with Heath Ledger's and obviously his untimely passing, when you start rooting for the villain, you know you've done it right. Yeah. And, and he was so amazing within the role. But with that, and the other thing is, it's like when the villain wins, Heath Ledger won. Yeah. Thanos won. Won. It doesn't happen too often. I would say to round out my top three, here's the thing. Loki wins because he somehow dies and comes back. That's, the, that's the win. All the but, time. But you want to know who my, my two other favorite villains are? And this is me trying to get us canceled. But I'm just going to tell the truth. And I hate the fact, and I, I promise you, since all the crazy shit has happened, I've seen neither one of these movies. But John Doe and Kaiser Sose, to me, and it's a damn shame that Kevin Spacey's a piece of shit. Because we're missing out. The Usual Suspects is such a great movie. And Seven is a phenomenal movie. Those movies changed my life because they came out when I was young, so you don't understand them and you wouldn't no. necessarily watch them. You no. watch them when you're older and you, you realize, it. I get it. get it. Like, he won. And the crazy part is, he got Oscars for both movies. So, there you go. Now, we, we are Those still are we're still agreeing that Kevin Spacey is a piece of shit. We're, we're still agreeing with that. But like his iconic role, because if you look at the Netflix series that he had where he was the president, uh, God, I can't think of the name of it, but House of Cards. I'll watch House of Cards. I'll go back and watch House of Cards. Matter of fact, I might start House of Cards over because it yeah. was amazing and it was, a, it was honestly, it was an honest look into politics. But Kevin Spacey is a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Like, I can't, I can't in good conscience watch that show. 
and watch those movies as much as I want to. I can't do it. I just want to put out there that probably in the description of this show, it's probably going to say Kevin Spacey's a piece of shit. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Great actor, piece of shit. Come on, man. Like Terrible you. person. Great actor, terrible person. I have no problem with your love, you know, you know, for, for men, but molesting boy, like, nah, dude. Like, yeah, that's you, it's... you could have found you a 21, 22 year old and did it. Like that's that's just terrible. So I mean that's not I, mean, I don't want to diverge from this show. The show's been such a good positive thing. I'm sorry. See, I brought Kevin Spacey up. I did this. I'm sorry, America. That's my bad. But but Kaiser Soze and John Doe are two of the best villains ever. Okay, what's up? It's just like uh Oh, don't R- do it. R. Kelly yeah, makes some great, <laughs> R. Come Kelly on, makes some great music, but he's a piece of shit. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? As I'm sitting here and I'm drinking, I said I knew, I knew as soon as I said anything that I was gonna say and be honest about my villains list. <laughs> I don't listen because I, our, you know, unfortunately, Anchor has been very good to us, but there's times for Anchor. So we don't have, there's certain shows that are just video. <laughs> but I think we got to be around 80 some odd shows now by this point if we counted it. Chris Turner has found a way to mention R. Kelly in 90% of those shows. <laughs> it's out of hand. <laughs> hey. R. Kelly gonna fuck around and crash my wedding lunch. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> be like, dude, it's R. Kelly. What do we do? Hey, I will <laughs> give glad- him a microphone. I don't know. What do we do? I will gladly get canceled to take a picture with R. Kelly. I will gladly be canceled for that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. At, at your wedding, I will. I will. Matter of fact, America. Because there will be a show at the man's wedding. It might be be during his wedding. Like I might be that ignorant and drunk at the time. <laughs> I will step in the name of love, and I don't. I don't like dancing. All right. Not saying that I can't. I just don't like to. All right. I will step in the name of love proudly, and to show my love and my disrespect for Walt, I might even put like the Pied Piper mask on. And just step in the name of love at this man's wedding. I mean, it's not disrespectful to me. Like, it's here's the, here's the deal. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get Spotify until like 2019, right? It's a good thing I didn't get Spotify until 2019. Do you know how much sh- shit and flack I would get? If you get those top top year lists, you know how people be posting shits, and your top played artist would have been R. R. Kelly would have easily been a top five artist for me. Dude, do you know how many times? And I'm not gonna go deep in detail, but do you know how many times in college and shortly after I was playing twelve play, twelve play two, the Chocolate Factory? Like, you know how much rotation that got? Come on, man! Like I would I mean, play. The chocolate factory on the way to go work out and then switch it to Lil John or something. But hey, if that doesn't sound like the perfect balance of an African American male within that era, it's like, oh, you yeah. know what? 
I got to play some hard shit. Like, it's got to be some Lil John or it's got to be some 8-Ball MJG. But quietly, did you get my car? Did you get my love letter? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was that was the balance of being being black in the early 2000s. Like you had to, like you had to have somebody hard. You either had to be, you know, messing with Hove or you know the entire um uh the rock, you know, or you had to be messing with uh Dipset or you had to be messing with uh I'm trying to think, you know, little John Eastside boys were basically they were tearing yeah. up the south. They were or, or or three six, you know, in, in that era, like those yeah. crews or Swisher House. Like you were messing with them, right? You know what I mean. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like that's a mini topic with itself. Why did you roll your eyes at Swisher House, babe? Oh, she's got her headphones in. Never mind. Here's why, babe. Do you remember? Do you remember Swisher House? Like Paul Wall and Mike Jones. Who? Hey. <laughs> oh, Chris heard it. <laughs> Dude, Swisher Swisher House. Here's why. I rolled why did eyes. you? Why? Here, what was why. wrong with Swisher House? They were man. It was, it was done out of love. Here's why: my life changed my freshman year of college. Shout out to Terrence Smith, uh, my roommate from Houston, Texas. The man was so good at linebacker they called him the Eraser. All right, that meant whatever the D line may have screwed up on on screwed up on an assignment, he erased it. That good of a yeah. linebacker. Anyway. Houston, Texas. We roommates. I come in, like he turns his music off because my mom came in with me, blah, 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 and she do stuff, whatever, whatever. My mom leaves. She's crying and all this other stuff. Just my mom walks out the door. He hits play on the, on, the, on the system he had. And, like, he had R. Kelly playing, but it was chopped and screwed. Dude. Hey. And, and my life changed. Yeah. That day. I look, I'm like, dude, like, what's, like, you need batteries? Or, like, what's, nah, bro, screw. What? And, like, he just let it roll, and I'm like, then he had to be a cup with something purple in it. And, <laughs> and then I've had hey. an addiction. I've had an addiction since 2002. Hey, so, like, let, let's do this. Like, give like, me the year that was you guys were teammates. 2002, 2003. So here's the how dope that is in the South. Like, obviously, Houston had been on that turn, like I think about the turn of the century. Yeah. That had all been underground, you know. I didn't hear any of that. I want to shout out the Evansville Blue Cats. My first contract I ever signed, and I didn't play a lot in Evansville. I was <laughs> – Started a couple games, caught a few passes, and basically was making 50 bucks living in a hotel. But I got introduced to it with my teammates there. And I want to shout out LaVander Seegers, um, who, crazy synergy, LaVander is not from Houston, but he's from Denver, but was a big Chocolate Screw fan and was the guy that would make all the tapes for us, you know, in Evansville. And LaVander played at Montana. Like, I never knew that we would be that connected years later. LaVander's one of the greatest receivers to ever play um, for, for the Grizzlies. And we still stay in contact here and there. I just should do it more because he really looked out for a broke-ass dude, you know, would take me to get Fazoli's and shit 
I've never eaten so much Fazoli's in my life than in Evansville. That, that was that. nothing wrong with that. So, but when he introduced all this to me, and I was hearing this, and I go listen to SWV Rain, and it'd be screwed. I was like, bro. And I already liked Paul Wall, and I liked you know Mike Jones. Like I liked them in college. Like I liked their boys in the days. You know, and I know that's a. I feel like that's a. I'm trying to remember the original artist. You know, that was a part of that crew that was on it, and Paul Wall took the beat. Sitting sideways is one of the greatest beats of the 2000s. That is a phenomenal hip hop beat. Like I, I could put that in my top 100 beats. Just that doom, like it just. I get goosebumps talking about it. That's one of my favorite. Matter of fact, the fact I don't have that on Spotify, shame on me. Shout out Paul Wall. Now, man, man, hold on. Shout out Paul Wall, ESG, Big Pokey, Charlie Boy, Mike Jones, Slim Thug. Um, Slim DJ's Thug, all of them, man. DJ Screw himself, like all of them. Yeah. That, man. God, that shit got me through college. They were, dude, that was, that is the forgotten faction and the forgotten music, I think, of yeah. hip hop. Oh, I and, agree. I mean, it just made you feel a certain way, man. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it was different. Like, it was so, it was it was doing those things. And what it did to music, man, it changed. It was a beautiful thing, man. So just to hear you say that and make me think, you know, those type of things, man, that's beautiful, dude. I mean, it's amazing how far we've gone from talking about Marvel to Chocolate <laughs> All with one R. Kelly reference. All it took was R. Kelly. But Jesus Christ. To, to, to wrap it up, like Marvel yeah. can do no wrong. Like I'm excited about this Shang-Chi character, which is a lesser known character, but he's going to tie in that. The that Mandarin. Third. We're going to tie we're gonna in finally get the Mandarin. Movie. Yeah, we're going to get the Mandarin, man. We and thought so, we were getting Iron Man 3. Right. And, that, and that's the whole thing. Like he's going to tie in another older movie. You get Shang-Chi. You get Loki. Who's going to bring in essentially Guardians of the Galaxy, the Eternals, and everything that's pretty much in space? So Captain Marvel, uh, it, it, it ties all all the space stuff, and it's going through the timeline. So there's no telling that who's going to show up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm sorry. Allow my blackness to come out. They're bringing back the first Marvel movie that kind of save the studio all by itself. And they're bringing it back with a phenomenal actor who quietly is kept is one of the best, not black actors, but one of the best actors out right now. Because if you saw him in Green Book and you saw him in Luke Cage, it's amazing. Like he's, when they brought him out as Blade, I didn't realize like, oh shit. Like they got him for Blade? Oh yeah, Blade's going to be all right. But yeah, it's, Blade's it's not. Gonna it's gonna be beyond. It's gonna be dope. Mahershala is a stud. Exactly. And if you notice, like it's so crazy. That's how serious he's taking Blade. You know how you know how serious he's taking Blade. You heard Mahershala Ali's name literally for two, three straight years with yeah. all the work he had been doing. Have you heard a peep out of Mahershala? I guarantee you, he's probably been training with Wesley. And oh, trying yeah. to make sure that his karate's on point. Like he's probably black belt by now. He's trying and to make sure all his shit is there so he I can do justice by what Wesley did. Up too. And I guarantee he's yeah. booked up. 
That's crazy, dude. I'm, I'm it's so all excited. coming, bro. So I mean, we just wanted we want to take a moment to to geek out a little bit yeah. outside of our wrestling geek out, but that's coming. I mean, backlash is is either here or on its way. We'll see what happens uh, next week. I want to say next week, so we'll check out backlash. Might might wait a little bit. Might need the money in the bank before I really kind of have anything yeah. to say. I want to see how long they do things with with Bobby and Bianca. I'm very intrigued by that. And I'm very intrigued by Rhea Ripley being a champion. I like the that. way that the way that they did it, because I thought the time to really have done that would have been to never take that NXT belt offer at WrestleMania to begin with. No, so I, I don't know what Vince is trying to do, but um, but either way, like I said, we'll geek out on it another time. But yeah, yeah. I, Marvel, Marvel, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Like, could do no wrong. Like the best part is, is that you know. Because of this show, I have to be so much more involved on things and seeing statuses. All I know is, is that when I see people and it's people I love and say this, this, that, and I'm like, yeah, you need to just shh. Because you sound stupid. <laughs> you sound stupid. People I love, like you sound dumb. Like you need to take the gradual or it's this. No shit. It's what it's supposed to be. Marvel is always built up to give you the last 40 minutes. You just like, dude, I mean, if you go back and watch the Avengers now, that movie came out nine years ago and the whole build up to that scene in New York still stands up. It just does. They know what they're doing. Like they have a formula. It works well. And I'm telling you, People are even kind of shaking their head. I guarantee you this Black Widow movie is going to be good. And now that I can enjoy it in a theater, like I'm going to go support Scarlett's crazy ass. Because she's crazy. But I love Scarlett. You know what I'm saying? She wild. Yeah. She, she knows she'd be like us. She'd be having to apologize for shit. But I guarantee the Black Widow movie is going to have some shit. We're going to be like, huh, no wonder they were really like, no, this has got to come out in the movie theater. Like, we can't take this to Disney Plus. Like, no. it needs to be here, you know. Plus, they probably got to make sure they can find a way to pay Scarlet. You know, that's probably the other reason. Very like, true. Man, don't get me wrong. Like, the streams are the streams. Like, I mean, that would probably make me, if they put it on Disney Plus, like, I haven't really thought about having to get the premiere access with, you know, Raja the Dragon, even though I wanted to see that movie. I thought that was... Looked like it was a good culturally appropriate movie. Maybe people were up happy with it. I don't know. You know, I didn't do it with the Mulan, but I mean, if Black Widow came out, I probably have to pay that extra twenty five. Yeah, yeah, to see I would too. I would. So too. I mean, I get it, but I think they're like, now nah, let's let's save this and like the way Mortal Kombat is starting. You know, they did like twenty three million at the box office, which is saying something. Um. Let's let Black Widow maybe be the first movie where we can get some people back in the theaters and, you know, as we're all getting vaccinated. So shout out Marvel, man. We've been wanting to do this show for a while. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel accomplished with it. And we would tell you, our fans, now is still the time. While you're still kind of in limbo with things, when you still have the time to binge stuff, do it. If, if you don't know what's going on, Marvel, take your ass back and watch the first Iron Man. And just go. And just watch it and get through it so you can understand because it will come to a point with television and movies where it 
you start asking people questions like us, we're going to roll our eyes at you and go, do you know how much shit I have to explain to you to catch you up to what you just saw? Exactly. It's a lot of 14 years of movies and television. Like shit. Do you want that? Well, then, nah, I don't really want that. Good. Well, go watch okay, that. Man. Shout out Marvel. And we have no problem being the official podcast for Marvel. I'll just oh, talk about Marvel all. all day. I gladly will. Shameless in, plugs. In an Iron Man shirt. Well, you know me. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my T'Challa, then I'm gonna have my Killmonger, then I'm gonna have my uh Thor, then I'm gonna have my Isaiah Bradley. Which quietly is kept. Killmonger is up there on my top villains too. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather you throw me in the water with my ancestors. What? I mean, Marvel let that line go through and made a billion dollars. Throw, put me in the water with my ancestors that jumped off the boat. I'm gonna go ahead and say something that I shouldn't say. Please say it. I think that was the line where a good portion of a certain population said, "You know what?" I get behind Marvel because that takes balls what? to write that line with that director who means so much and the, 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 the things that he's done because yeah. Fruitvale Station, I still, I feel ashamed that yeah. I live in the Bay and I still haven't watched the Oscar Grant story. And I need to, we need to sit and, well, me and Kelly need to sit and watch it. Wait, babe. Uh, that's tough. Have you seen Fruitvale Station? We need to watch that. We live here and we need to watch the story of Oscar Grant. Like, like that's something. I, I, and I apologize that I haven't seen it. I would put that on wax, and I, I, I've messed up. And that's that's a damn shame to live here. And I don't, I don't know more about that. You know, I mean, we've got so many friends in the Bay that that know that are from here, and I know what that means. But that's Ryan Coogler's first movie, and when you yeah. splash like that, and you do what you did, and and Michael B. and and how phenomenal he is. Like Michael B. Uh, can't. He's starting to. Michael B. is. The, the way, same way Chadwick was RIP on this path, they're starting to basically, they're entering Denzel territory. Because I haven't yeah. even watched this new movie, but I heard the new movie was was good. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that probably tomorrow. It's it's getting to that point where you could do no, it's, it, you say they can't Denzel, do any wrong. You say Denzel, I'll, I'll push it a little bit further up until like Gemini, man. It's almost that Will Smith territory where it's just like, oh, this is going to be a blockbuster no matter what. Yeah, they're, they're there. Like, When's the last bad Denzel Washington movie that you could think of that you've ever seen in your life? And honestly, none of them are really bad. No, none of them are really bad. I bet you it didn't get the highest reviews, but I bet if I went and looked at it now, I bet I'd be like, yo, this movie was ahead of its time. Virtuosity with him and Russell Crowe. Oh, that That's the great. only movie that, was- that I never really saw, but it's probably because it was made in the 90s and our thought processes were different in the 90s and what they were trying to do with the Sid 3.0, and it was probably a while. Denzel never made a bad movie. movie. I saw Richard like a month ago, and it relates so much more to now than it did yeah. then. Like, like, look how young Russell Crowe was. That wasn't even that wasn't even Maximus Russell Crowe. That was not Gladiator Russell Crowe. That was not Richie from American uh, Gangster Russell Crowe with Denzel. Like, so that's where I feel like, like Denzel, like, and that's me saying Virtuosky, and I, 
I was young when I saw it, so I need to go watch it again. I'd probably be like, it relates. as I like to do on this show, I want to apologize for even mentioning that, that could have been one of Denzel. The Pelican Brief is a great movie. Philadelphia. Don't get me started on Philadelphia in this house. Oh no, you I will have to that. listen to I'll have to listen to Bruce Springsteen for three hours. That's Callie's jam. That's Streets of Philadelphia. She one time she played that song for hours straight. Shout out Bruce Springsteen. Are we shouting out Bruce Springsteen? I'm shouting out Bruce Springsteen, man. Who shouts out Bruce Springsteen? Bruce Springsteen, man. He is the boss, I guess. Like so, go look at Bruce Springsteen's band. Bruce Springsteen's been doing good things for years. Quiet in the East in the East Street Band. Yeah, go look. Go look at that personnel with Max at the drummer. <laughs> Come on, man. Quiet is kept. Did you know Bruce Springsteen's wife is in the East Street Band? I did not know that. He's like, baby, like I'm getting Bruce Springsteen money and I'm getting you money. We got money. Shout out Bruce Springsteen. For some strange you know reason, I just shout out Bruce Springsteen. This show's getting off the rails. You know it's what? Time. I, I it's feel time. like it's time. Um, it's time. To conclude <laughs> this episode. Um, <laughs> Where did Bruce Springsteen come from? I don't even know. That just kind of came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. I'm not sure how we went down the Bruce Springsteen <laughs> rabbit hole, but Oh my uh, God, that's hilarious! It's now time for give me a minute. Uh, Walt, would you like to go first? Absolutely not, because I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to say. I feel like I might have flustered you with Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm done. By the way, Bruce <laughs> uh, <laughs> Springsteen. Okay. <laughs> All right, America. Oh, that was a good, that was a good sip right there. That was good. I told you, like the bottle will just be, be gone by the yeah, time it's over. Yeah, 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 that's perfect. I took my sip. Give me a minute. We return back to Walt having to defend the nineties again. <laughs> I was, oh I was told that I do this to myself. By the lady of the house. Uh oh. Ooh, we got a. Okay. I do this to myself. Oh, well, there's no way you can defend all this crap. So, hey, Alexa wakes me up in the morning. We've, we've established that. Alexa wakes <laughs> me up to either 90s, uh, 90s dance hall jams, that's some Florida shit, or 90s RB. Well, 90s R&B was the choice. And it came on, like, the song starts off wrong. You can tell I'm hard right now. And then it goes the song. Oh, you're dancing too close. Like, the song is about an erection. The entire song is about this girl shouldn't dance that close to me because I have an erection and I don't want her to feel it and think I'm a pervert because we're dancing and I have an erection on the dance floor in public around hundreds of people. This decade is full of filth, disgustingness. 
I am a man of God, first of all. Let's get that, let's get that out there first. <laughs> I grew up in the Baptist church. The church where like you go in around eleven, you get out for like the late football game. So you get out around four. So I grew up in that type of church. Well, they didn't even call it church, they call it church. I grew up around that. The fact that I'm alive right now, because I remember singing all of this in front of Sharon Turner. The fact that you as a grown man, a future father, a future husband can sit here and defend this filth, disgust me as a man. I am in corporate America. I work around uh, people with PhDs and doctorates and masters and the fact that I grew up and have to be around these people disgusts me at times because I still love the music but I can't defend it. So I'll say all that to say this. The Walt Defends the 90s episodes is coming closer and closer again because <laughs> this shit is disgusting. America has been my man. <laughs> so good. And, that, and that's how Walt Defends the 90s. Wait for the full hour episode. So that was well done, Chris. Uh, so that was solid. That was hilarious. So that was good. So I feel good about what I was going to do. I just didn't know what you were going to do, but I'm going to do mine. So America, you have been seeing me, you know, three different glasses here. You know, I always want to make sure I do a screwball shot out here before give me a minute. But this glass here is the fullest one. And as I take a sip of this, give me a minute. America, that sip was tequila. And um, that was in honor of my Uncle Julian, uh, whose birthday was today. Um, Hold on. Let me let me take a swig for Unc real quick. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Want to shout out Unc. Um, I told him, you know, that I would make sure at some point at the show uh, that I would uh, shout him out. Uh, turn 55 today. It's obviously been an interesting time uh, in the Walton family with uh, losing my grandmother and then my uncle turning 55 and he honestly looks 32. I actually could give him low twenties. Um, but I, I think after having, you know, that type of emotional outburst a couple days ago, that's naturally going to happen when you lose somebody you love and care about. Um, the reason why I'm shouting him out and sometimes you forget these things with life that's going on. I want to take another sip for one of my best friends who I talked to right after my uncle. And that's a toast to my boy, Aaron Carter, who is known as AC. And the reason why I talk about these guys today and just talk to them both for about a combined good hour and a half between both of them. These guys were not only mentors, but they are big parts of why this show has happened. My uncle Julian is one of the coolest dudes I know. And as a great uncle, I think does with his nephews and kind of the ones he sees are going to be living a similar path. When he started to see where my life was going, he was the guy to make sure that he would just start dropping jewels, which is based about when I got to high school. And for 40 years, this guy has always said something that has been meaningful and impactful in my life and has been something that I could use 
And I feel like it's gotten me to this point of happiness that I have. I don't think I'm in the position I'm in without his smart words and his wisdom and him looking out for me in times of despair. And, you know, what am I going to do? You know, I'm over here giving plasma just to make it through this off season type deals. Like my uncle was there, you know I mean? Of course my parents were there too, but my uncle just being like, nephew, man, come up this weekend, man. Let's just hang out. I got you tabs on me. You know, let's continue to talk things and continue to push me forward to doing the right things. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I gave him a proper shout out and, and tag him in this. And obviously you guys have seen him on the show and how brilliant he is. Uh, we're going to have him back um, as soon as I can get through his book. Cause I'm just not good at reading. Let's just call it what it is. Um, I suck at reading and I know his book is brilliant, but I told him I have to finish your book. That lets him know I read his book. So I want to shout out his book. Um, it's available on eBooks yeah, go check that out. I'll make sure I put the link in all this for that for him. And then in regards to Aaron Carter, the man we call AC, or as I affectionately call him, A Sissels. And we were talking and Callie was in and out, came in the house and she could kind of tell, she's like, oh, this sounds like an AC conversation. Like she's never met AC, but we've talked on the phone together. And AC, very simply, Chris, gets this pub here and he deserves it. Aaron Carter invented Wayne's Jolton. He is the one that created the name. Not mad at it. And, you know, with, you know, his birthday being a day and, you know, I can't wait to see him. I hope he's able to make it to the wedding. You know, we talked about it, obviously, you know, Corona traveling, couple kids, you know, shit's tough, but he lives up, to, he lives up the street in Sacramento, up the far. But AC, without a doubt, you talk about a guy that taught me how to, like, dude, mellow out. I, hey, Chris, you see it on this show. Like, I get hot. Tommy, Tom. You know, imagine me at 15 and 16 not getting any respect at any sport I play because I wasn't on varsity yet. Skinny as hell. Buck 45, buck 50, soaking wet, 510, talking shit to everybody because they didn't respect me. And he was the one guy that used to go, dude, you just, hey, you got this, but you got to start picking battles. You were like, I would pick fights with the biggest dudes and never fought any of them because I would talk my way out of them fights as soon as I took the fight. But this guy, we, we had physics together. And uh, yeah, Chris, I took physics. In high school, I just want to let you know. I didn't. I didn't say that. I, that you know, every once in a while, you like to throw them degrees in my face. But you know, I was on my way to getting one. I was that no. So we're walking in, you know, and we had classes together. And I remember walking in one day. It was my sophomore year, so it was right before, basically, the Wayne's J explosion happened, which was my junior year. And I walked into class one day. He was like, "Hey, what's up, Wayne's Jolton?" He was looking, looking dead at me. I was like, who? He's like, I'm talking to you, Wayne's J. And I was like, nobody's ever given me a nickname. And that, that shit sounded so dope. Wayne's J. I was like, I was like, AC, I think this is going to stick, dude. Because I think I'm going to start making people call me Wayne's. And quiet is kept. And I told him this because we've talked here and there. But I told him even today, I said, AC, there is a block of my life where nobody calls me anything but Wayne's. 
which is high school and college. Walt started happening, you know, in the, you know, in IFL. And of course, you know, the Miss Sennite thing is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Um, but <laughs> you hear Callie laughing in the background. <laughs> so AC and what he meant to me. And then I'll tell this story that we'll get on out of here. This is a true story. So I, you know, I, I think I've talked about it on the show. I lived in Rochester, Minnesota for about two and a half years after leaving Chicago. My dad worked for IBM, transferred, and then he went back to Chicago, and then we eventually went back. This is a true story. So they had uh, softball tryouts. Uh, we used to play slow pitch instead of baseball at our middle school, the 16-inch in Chicago, right. right? So we had trials that day. I had been in school for two days, and, you know, I'm an athlete. Like, I want to go – and I, baseball was – at that time, baseball was my sport. Like, that's what I did. So <laughs> – so I'm there, you know, I had just had my ear pierced, like, you know, I kind of looked a certain part, you know what I mean? But I didn't, you know, really anything. And here comes Aaron Carter up to me. The AC at the time had, had couldn't have been probably taller than about five feet, but he's a year older than me. And I had on like these Carolina blue Nike Dennis Rodman shoes, right? I remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them joints. And uh, this was like 90, 95. Yep. <laughs> 95 or 96, I had them joints. And he walks up to me, he's like, hey, what's going on, man? He just kind of looked at me and like typical, if you meet AC, like he's he's cerebral brilliant. Like he always has been. He sizes me up and he goes, Hey, play basketball? I was like, Yeah, I love basketball. He's shooting a little bit. He's like, Hey, you want to play one-on-one? I'm like, yeah, sure, you know. Not because he was shorter than me, because I just love to compete. Like, even at right. that age, it was just about being competitive. So I score like, you know, we played make it, take it. So he gave me the ball first. And first two baskets, I kind of get on them. You know, I played a little A. I guess it was AAU that I played in Minnesota. I'm not even sure. I played a little trout basketball. So, you know, I was like, all right, cool. And then I missed my third shot. AC went to score 36 consecutive points on me. Yeah whooped my ass and we've been best friends ever since because it was not even a never judge a book by his cover i was like he beat my ass but he was nice about it it wasn't like he was like man you ain't shit he's like oh, okay like i got you but dude it was a good game <laughs> and then we had softball tryouts after that so i wanted to tell that story on wax i'm gonna make sure i tag him in this so he knows he's in this and tag my uncle but uh without those guys you don't get this crazy version of a guy that can somehow bring up Bruce Springsteen when you're talking about Marvel. God. Happy birthday to my unk. And happy birthday to, to one of the guardians of my galaxy and the creator of the persona, Williams J, and basically teaching me about confidence and how to handle things in Hensel South, Aaron Carter. Because once I kind of realized I could use that persona to calm down, Chris, that junior year was insane, dude. I, I, I did D1 things. You would have actually been proud. You'd be like, you slow, but this is impressive. The 500-yard games is pretty good when you guys are 2-7. and seven. That's You played hard. Your team sucked, but you played hard. We had good players. We just couldn't, we couldn't put it together, man. We had good players, man. So – that tequila's for my guys on their birthday. Happy birthday. I can't wait to actually start getting drunk on the show again so I can really do some legit give me minutes. So with all that being said, 
Happy birthday to Unk. Happy birthday to AC, the creator of Wayne to the J. I want to spend a special shout out to my homie, Lost Firstborn, Al Brynax. Uh, He's sending us some special music for the show. Oh, I want to send a shout out to the father of the show, uh, Junior, I guess would be in this case, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pops, yeah. Pops, Pops has the music for the show right now. We're going to continue to do that. Anybody and everybody that's family to the show, man, we appreciate everybody everybody, and how you're helping out. So we sincerely appreciate it from the bottom yeah. of the heart. Y'all some real Americans, and we appreciate it. Hey, the Spotify's real, Chris. We, like, we're in a Be rhythm. on the lookout for our Three episodes. shows? Three Pops shows in a week? Spotify. We care. Thank you, Spotify, for showing us that we've been there the whole time. You go back and look at those dates. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we've been here the whole time? Make Shit. sure you go check out the Spotify. Make sure we're your favorite on Spotify. Make sure we're your favorite on Anchor. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Yeah, I'm slowing down a little bit because that's still starting to kick in a little bit, but I got to yeah. go be a father for a couple minutes. Yeah. So with all that being said, the same question we asked you tonight, which is a little bit slurred because of the Invisalign and Estella, it's the same question that we ask you every night. And Walt, what is that question? What's good, America? What's good, America?